Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Group B's off the ice. We're at Rogers Place Ice District. It is 135 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff that orders now sent you at Roos Chris. There you have it. So much to get to. Uh, but we're going to change it up a little bit in order. We are going to hear from Riley Shin. We'll wrap up with a uh, rack of uh, texts and those sort of things. But not before we get to this day in orders history because it's going to uh, spawn a conversation. The Stay in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Our trip to Tampa includes a five-night Caribbean cruise for you. For reservations, two great. We've never been in Chicago with our Oilers now group. Unbelievable U.S. city. Big city. Uh, it's got all the amenities. Tremendous sports town of a big city. Complimented, uh, complimented by Midwest Value. Just super place to go to. At least the places we go to. Uh, so Chicago and Tampa Bay for reservations. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, we're going to go way back on this day in what year? 1987. Grant Fear gets the start and goal, and Wayne Gretzky tallies five assists, including one on Mario Lemieux's game winner as Team Canada beats the Soviet Union 6-5 in double overtime. That was game two of the Canada Cup Finals. Paul Coffey with a two-point night, and Mark Messier adding a helper as well. I was 21. At that time, and the Russians were damn good. They were our number one rival in hockey. Brendan, have you ever watched the three games from the 87 Canada Cup? I haven't. I believe my dad has it on DVD box set, though. All right, here's what you got to do. You got to sit down and watch it, okay? Unbelievable. And so the question I'm going to pose on our Heartland text line for all of our listeners at 630-630, was the three games... Was the three games, let me just turn the uh, coaches uh, down a bit there. Was the three games played in the 1987 Canada Cup the greatest hockey we've ever seen? All three games, 6-5 scores. Russia won game one. Unbelievable individual effort to win it in OT. Canada won game two in game three. Give me a rip. Text us at 630-630. Canada fell behind 3-0 in game three. And then Brent Sutter with Rick Tockett got it turned around. And they ran everything and everyone in sight. And they played on a level today. No BS. Probably would have been at least six or seven suspensions on the ice in the first period alone. That is the edge that they played with in 1987. It was ugly. I mean, ugly with a capital U, but it was beautiful. So 1987 Canada Cup, especially, you know, if you're a younger listener to the show and we try to integrate you in the show, that's why we opened the show with Tool a few days ago. 
But if you're a younger listener, maybe you've only watched it ever. You can watch parts of it on YouTube. Not all of it, but you can watch parts of some of the games. We all know how it ended. Wayne Gretzky setting up. That's, this was Mario Lemieux's coming out party in 1987. Gretzky setting up Lemieux. Howard Chuck and Larry Murphy involved in a rush off a face-off win by Canada in the end of game three to win 6-5. Three 6-5 games. Was that the greatest hockey ever played? Texas at 6.30, 6.30. We will get to your text in about five minutes' time. Oilers have a new uh, center, Riley Sheehan. He's going to play either as third or fourth-line center. It'll all depend, I think, on deployment, but he's going to kill some penalties. He knows what he's here to do. Let's get to a one-on-one with him. So, Riley, just tell us a bit maybe about how this all came to be, the opportunity. Obviously, you have the prior history with Ken Holland. Yeah, it's kind of a weird summer. and Obviously, he didn't sign here till late, so... Um, just kind of, I guess it's just a weird off season in general. Still moves going on, and um, I think for me it was a, an easy decision to come here. The passion for hockey, and uh, obviously the history with Ken, and uh, how good of a job he does uh, managing a team and things like that. So um, I got here about four or five days ago, and uh, it's been a quick turnaround. But the guys have been awesome, and training staff have been awesome, and everything's been uh, pretty smooth so far. Is there something about how Ken conducts himself? You know, like there's no He's just—he's just kind of a regular. There's some managers sometimes, and they give off an error, and it's—it's it's almost a bit us against them. But he's kind of inclusive with everybody in terms of how he deals with things, and that kind of sets a bit of a, I think, an example for the an entire organization, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. We had our. Uh kind of intro meeting last night to training camp and he spoke for a while and I know he got a message across a lot of the guys and uh, there's some chatter about how, how well he spoke and guys want to work hard for him so um, yeah obviously you look at his history in Detroit and the Stanley Cups he won and the teams he put together so uh, I think he also includes a uh, he, he likes to have fun so I mean that's an important thing for us have fun enjoy uh, enjoy winning enjoy being at the rink and um, it's a good message to preach. Your role is what your role is, but just maybe if you could give us a little bit of insight on how the conversations, maybe I want Dave Tippett in terms of how you would be uh, deployed and, and where you saw yourself kind of uh, uh, playing here. Yeah, well, I think just coming into training camp a little lighter and being a little faster. I think obviously you look at the, the locker room we got, it's a high pace and a lot of skilled players. So. Um, I think for us, depth is going to be huge. Secondary scoring is going to help out Connor, Leon, uh, Nuge, and those guys. So um, I think just to be able to provide that and be good on the PK and, and on faceoffs, little little parts of the game, uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. How much have you worked on faceoffs over the course of your career? Because it tends to be something that players get better with with age. Yeah, you start to understand your opponent a little more and uh, learn new tricks here and there. And, um, you understand it's a really important part of the game, and if you can be good at face-offs, you're going to get put out onto the ice. So um, I think just learning from other guys, Bergeron and Drew and Sid and things like that, I think uh, you kind of get the hang of it. They say life is not one uh, continuous upward destination. you got to go through some ups and downs. You, you've had that. I mean, you had that crazy year in Detroit where you struggled to score some goals. And then you've had some hot runs as well. That's all part of being, you know, being a veteran player in the league, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's tough. It's uh, I and mean, every everybody looks at the lifestyle and, and thinks it's really glamorous all the time, but uh, it's a grind. So um, I think to be able to bring that here and have a little bit of a veteran presence um, and help out some of the young guys. Uh, 
it'll help. And um, for me, I think just having the mindset of, of being successful and staying positive, learning from the past will be huge for me. Who are the most significant influences for you as a kid growing up and playing the game? Maybe the coaches that impacted you the most, that sort of thing. Oh, well, I mean, in terms of influence, just my family. I, my, my dad's been there uh, every step of the way, and my mom, too, my sister. Um, I mean, my uncle played uh, in the CFL for a while. He wore number 23. It's kind of one of the reasons why I picked it. Um, so we have an athletic background, so everyone's been through kind of those ups and downs and, um, and been through a little bit of adversity. So uh, they definitely give me some words of guidance along the way. Uh, Notre Dame football. I mean, I got a pretty. Uh, I actually went and saw them play Washington in 2005 or 06. Brady Quinn was the uh, quarterback, so he was there when you were there, right? Was it, or is that just? Uh, I just, think he just, might have been. Yeah, the year he left. I came in the year after he left. So. Uh, does the, is the hockey, I mean, it goes without saying, the, I mean, Notre Dame's got a national football deal for TV. So you are overshadowed by it. Were the student athletes at the school, obviously they're very, I'm an old SID at an institution myself, but very supportive of one another. And are you still a Notre Dame football fan of this day? Yeah, for sure. I, I follow them. And, um, I think just sports in general, they're, everyone's so passionate. If you're doing well, you, you got like fencing and, and volleyball, things like that. Maybe you don't get the limelight, but if you're doing well and successful, they uh, you're going to get followed by the rest of your, your peers. So, um, yeah, it was a blast. I still follow football. Try to follow hockey as much as I can. Basketball during March Madness, if they're, uh, if they're around, I keep an eye out of them, too. That is Riley Sheehan, who again today uh, was centering Jajar Kara and Josh Archibald. Oilers with 32 forwards, 16 D, only 15 skating today. Chris Russell did not skate six goaltenders. Uh, we've given you the uh, the forward lines. For the most part, the defense looked like this, for the most part, because there was a little bit of rotation in that first group, but because uh, there was just seven defensemen. Darnell Nurse. Adam Larson, Oscar Clefbaum, Joel Person, Chris Russell did not skate. My assumption is he'll be with Benning. Uh, Sam Marukov and Caleb Jones, Lagason and Evan Bouchard, Keegan Lowe and Ethan Bear. Uh, we had Jake Kulovich on an AHL deal with Logan uh, Day. Was that? Yes, with Logan Day. And then we had in, uh, we also had Brandon Manning out there. And who was Manning with? I'm just trying to recall. At times he was with Benning, and at times he was with DeHarnay. So there you go, Vincent DeHarnay, who was on an AHL deal as well. Uh, six goaltenders, 16 defensemen, 32 forwards. By the time the Oilers are in Kelowna a week from Saturday, a week from tomorrow, which by the way is fan day here at Rogers Place. So. A chance to watch uh, the groups on the ice. I know uh, Jack Michaels is getting all uh, ready to go here. We're going to have a couple hot stoves in the building. Uh, Alex Chason and Caleb Jones will join Jack and myself. And then a little bit later on, the man who really helped backstop the Oilers to what seemed at the time an improbable Stanley Cup playoff run back in 2006. One of my personal favorites because he's as honest as you could ever find. Dwayne Rollison will be a part of Fan Day as well. And there's lots going on and it's just a terrific event to bring the kids out for. It's going to be a kicker. Well, that'll take place uh, tomorrow. But uh, six goalies, 16 defensemen, 32 forwards at camp. The question I posed at 6.30, 6.30 on the heels of this day in Oilers history was, was the 1987 Canada Cup against the Russians the best hockey that was ever played? 
It's my belief it was. Doesn't mean I'm right. That's the beauty of this show. Lots of you educate me all the time on the things I'm wrong on. on it. That's kind of how talk radio works. Uh, we'll get to many of your texts when we return. Text us at 630-630 in our Heartland Ford text line. I'll tell you a little about Royal Pete's as well when we come back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. All right, welcome back, everybody. 50 years in Edmonton for Royal Pizza, where everything is real. Edmonton owned and operated on sale now through October. Royal Pizza offering the combo special. They're still making it great at Royal Pizza. Your choice, the combo special of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for just 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Everything's real at Royal. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Jeez, Brendan, our next show here is going to be Monday. Oh, we got a game that night. Which means I'm going to be writing a lot of scripts over the weekend. Because I don't have somebody that actually brings us the scripts for the Oilers radio broadcast. I'm the guy that takes them out of the Excel format and marries them into the six or seven page document. It takes me about four hours to do once a year. It's a lot of fun, let me tell you. It's not like TV, where they have somebody that actually prints off the scripts and hands them to the talent. But in our case, or at least I'll speak for myself, some would say uh, marginal talent. So maybe it's perhaps explainable. What's Reed Wilkins got coming up on Inside Sports tonight, Mr. Escott? You will hear from the play-by-play voice of the Oilers, Jack Michaels. And you will also hear out of Sportsnet 650 down in Vancouver, Andrew Walker. I remember when Andrew was in Red Deer. Then he went to Calgary. Then he went to Toronto. And now he's in Vancouver where he's a big star there. You can text us at 630-630. Here we go. Bob, out of Lethbridge, Alberta, on our Heartland Ford text line. 87 Canada Cup was the best hockey ever. 1972 Summit Series, the most important hockey ever. Haji out of Medicine. We got a Lethbridge and Medicine hat. Those guys are so... We had Matt Lethbridge and Medicine hat textures to the show today. Bob, 87 was great, but rated over the 72 Series... Uh, where the Western way of life was at stake is a bit general, uh, generationally centric. To me, I'm 46, the answer is yes. To my father, 1972 was the pinnacle, and I'm sure my grandfather would argue the uh, 50s era series was the best from Haji. Well, when you talk about way of life, your grandfather would probably tell you when in the Second World War <laughs> was the most important thing. So, um yeah, I, I remember this, the 72 Summit Series. I was six. I tried to... This is how politically insensitive we were at that time. I remember, you know, you're a six-year-old kid, and you talked about cowboys and Indians and good guys and bad guys. And my dad's like, like no, 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 no. It's not like that, Canada. You got the whole thing wrong, and the whole comparative and narrative is wrong, and you're out to lunch here, and that's the problem. Because my dad was a little bit left of center on social issues, which some of you could probably figure out, like... Right fiscally, left socially. I think most, you know what, I think that there's a lot of Albertans that are left on significant social issues and right on fiscal issues. If only we could find a party that comes down that pipe on that front. Uh, you can text us at 630, 630. <laughs> wow. Otwell Oiler out of Fort Mac says, Bob, celebrated hard next to oil can in Fort Mac after the Mario goal in 1987 from the Otwell Oiler. So he is working up in the patch. 
Bob, my favorite hockey was the Colorado-Detroit series, says Scott in Calgary, culminating with Darren McCarty pumpling Claude Lemieux at center ice all the way to the bench, while Shanahan clothesline Patrick Waugh, sending the goalie, you know what, over T Kettle. Vernon then bloodied Waugh, and McCarty came back to score the winner in OT. That was the regular season. No one sitting in the Joe. If that happened today, Marty... Uh, Darren McCarty might have been suspended indefinitely. Scott in Calgary, go Oilers. Bob, uh, 1987 was probably the best hockey, but the 72 Summit Series was the most engrossing. When you're talking out of Edmonton, says this next tester, when you're talking about offensive hockey and goal scoring, best three games in hockey history, bar none. Uh, combination three games, 6-5, six, 6-5, five, six, five, six, five. Canada comes back from one nothing down to win the Canada Cup uh, in three games. Bob, Mark Messier was totally dominating in the 87 Canada Cup. He intimidated all the Russian centers and was basically unopposed down the middle. Well, some of that stemmed from what happened in 1984 and the elbow to the head of the Russian tough guy, Vladimir Kovin. He knocked him the you-know-what out on the ice. And Colvin was leaking. And if that happened today, Mark Messi would probably be looking at one of his 15 suspensions that he would have gotten today's NHL. Um, from uh, Ryan in Fort Saskatchewan, he says, Bob, Jordan Eberle in Ottawa, World Juniors, amazing hockey. That was. <laughs> from Calgary, stick to sports, Bob. Okay, Calgary. Hey, Calgary, thanks for listening. From Swift Current. Hey, Bob, happy to hear the Oilers won't be using McDavid and Dreisaitl as much on PK. You guys were talking about winning faceoffs on the PK being important. I believe uh, Cave led the Oilers at 64.7%. Not sure it was that high, but thank you for the textures. He did get better as the season wore on. Bob, best hockey ever out of Edmonton, Alberta, 1975 Central Red Army against the Montreal Canadiens on New Year's Eve. You know what? The Canadians dominated that game. They outshot uh, the Red Army like 35-13. to 13, And that was when the the hero of the Canadians, that was the year Guy Lafleur Blossom, 1974-75, out of Thurso, Quebec, and sort of supplanted Yvonne Cornoyer as the elite Canadians winger. Uh, Cornoyer scored a big one on a ricochet. Puck came back to him and he hammered one home. Lafleur had some chances. If you watch highlights of that game, Harlamov for the Russians, Lafleur for the Canadians. They were awesome. And if you've listened to uh, some of my shows over the years, you know how much I uh, loved Valerie Harlamov back in the days. Um, two straight Texers, one out of Lethbridge, one out of Edmonton. Bob, where would uh, Team North America's games from uh, World Cup of Hockey rank? And out of Lethbridge, most exciting hockey I've watched, Team North America. It's pretty awesome. It was. I mean, when McDavid uh, paired up with Austin Matthews, the goalie scored against Sweden. I remember uh, hearing this. The Swedish guys talked about it. We had it perfectly defense. We had it locked down and everything, and McDavid beat four guys on the goal, and then uh, Matthews put it home. It was awesome. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on a Heartland Ford text line. Edmonton Texter says, Bob, 87. Canada Cup was the most exciting uh, hockey ever. Mario joined superstar status. Most dominant team was the 2014 men's Canadian Olympic team. Even though the games were close in the playoffs, the result uh, was never in doubt. Well, they only gave up three goals in the tournament. So they're pretty good. They were pretty good. I, I think maybe what makes 87 and even, seven, well, certainly 72 and 87 is that we're talking about a different time, man. It's a different era. And politics were factors. It's Cold War versus our way of life. 
Thank you to everybody for listening uh, to today's show. Uh, we will have a preview. Uh, training camp talk. Very. We're slated to have a pretty special guest coming down the pipe on Monday. Maybe two special, real special guests. Our NHL insider John Shannon will join us. Reed Wilkins has inside sports night six to eight. Jalen Nye has a 6.30 Chad Afternoons show coming up after Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. So long, everybody, from Rogers Place in Ice District. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.